Thanks for joining me today, and welcome back to the Cannabis Question Podcast, a podcast about medical marijuana coming out of the state of PA to the rest of the nation and the world. And on today's episode, we're going to take a look at marijuana and the coronavirus, COVID-19, and four great things to know to be able to move forward responsibly during this pandemic. Uh, before we get to the list, I want to first wish everybody out there a happy, healthy, and safe 420. Uh, this is 419 today, so tomorrow is Marijuana Christmas. I hope you're all able to enjoy it responsibly. I know it is one of the weirdest ones on record. Hopefully it will not get too much weirder than this next year. Uh, usually, you know, you get end up being able to call a good friend and invite him over or go to a place and, you know, bust one of the nicest historically crazy sessions of your year, being able to pass around and enjoy and share. You know, I'd say one of the biggest traits of marijuana users as they mature, as they continue with their usage, uh, they love to share. I don't know how many times I've phoned a friend or had somebody contact me saying, I got something stinky, sticky, and amazing. And I, you got a meter, you know, find out that really good bud and its flavor. We're really used to being able to kind of pass it around and form the crop circles in the ceremonies we're used to. Uh, this year, you know, it might, the best you can do is probably just do it remote, FaceTime them or put them on uh, Skype or Zoom or something because we're not really going to be able to, to be in the same place at least not this time. But that being said, uh, let's return to what is a list of four tips to sort of save us from ourselves. So the first one here, it's a, it's a real easy one, thankfully. Um, I saw it online sort of being asked, and this would be the definite answer. I wasn't the only one who put it out there, but uh, somebody asked, does marijuana treat or cure COVID-19? And the answer is no. Marijuana in no way, shape, or form treats or cures the COVID-19 virus. Uh, I don't know who the heck would think of that kind of thing. I understand the question may have come from a place of innocent curiosity in the same way a kid might ask a parent something kind of strange and obnoxious, but this is one of those things that, you know, the internet, I feel, will always generate questions of this nature. But I can tell you in all seriousness, only a fool would overestimate the benefit of marijuana to that level. You know, it's just a plant. It should, I wish, politically be treated like just a plant. But in all essence, it's a plant, it grows out of the ground, and we happen to be one of the species that it interacts with in a beneficial way, more often than not. Sometimes people think because it grows out of the ground and it's natural, you know, the word natural sort of has a little bit more power by being said than it defines. You know, natural sources, sometimes we think have superpowers, you know, they're healing. I need a natural solution. I want naturally sourced food. But, you know, for every plant that you can pick out of the ground and eat and get a benefit from, there's probably like five or ten other ones that you would eat and not wake up from. Because death is also natural. And that's one of those things in nature that we can avoid if possible, you know, for as long as possible by staying healthy. So to just say something natural must be beneficial is, is just folly in itself. Do not invest in that kind of thinking. Uh, it is not a good way to analyze information. So... We will shut the page on that. Marijuana doesn't cure COVID-19 or treat it in any way. And we can easily move on to our second piece of information to know. And that is that COVID-19 is spread most effectively by moisture between people. And now this should probably come as no surprise to you uh, at this late stage. You know, we've sort of been dealing with this for the better part of two months, but intensely for a month, uh, at least in the U.S., so most people have heard that COVID-19 is spread by, you know, the little water droplets. That's why we're socially distancing. We're trying to prevent sort of the spittle, the little mist of your breath from being able to communicate between people. Best way to do that is to add distance and, you know, 
reduce exposure. And if you, you know, have a hard time conceptualizing exactly what that means, some people, because, it, you know, we're talking about micro-sized molecules and small bodies, you know, it gets really hard to start using a natural amount of logic or assumption in thinking, well, how fast can it move? How likely is it to get me? So, you know, if you live in a place that gets winter or is cold, then at some point you've seen your breath. You know, maybe it was in a walk-in in a restaurant, maybe it was in winter time, but you can see that little mist, all the water droplets in front of you. And that's really what we're talking about is that breath out. That's why masks are such a good thing. It prevents it from kind of going outwards. But the thing with marijuana users is we're constantly breathing out, right? We got these huge clouds. People who vape especially, they love making these big old dragon clouds. Uh, they can be an impressive thing. Right now, it's like danger. I mean, if you were to walk through somebody's vapors, that's, you know, you probably end up having a big issue with that individual during this time of society. So don't share your pipes, folks. You don't want to be bringing your friends into a small area and sharing anything. You don't want to share your pipes, your vapes. You don't want to share the same breathing space with people right now. So it is best, even with 420 coming up on us, to make sure that you make it as remote as possible. You want to be in a singular form when you're consuming. And because, at least in my experience, marijuana users, potheads out there, are so shareable. They love bringing something new. It's, you know, kind of going against our good nature to want to be more inclusive, to want to spread, you know, the things that we have around to the people that we care about. So it's a, it's a fight against our own sometimes heart to want to do that. But at the very least, you know, even though that might be a con, we're losing some contact with the folks we like. The pro is you're probably going to save some money. You might end up consuming a lot less because it's just you by yourself. And, you know, when you share it, a lot of the times the bag gets small pretty quick. I've seen people go through a whole vape in a weekend because they might have had two or three social events and the vape makes its rounds, you know, at the cocktail table or out in the smoker's deck, maybe in the car ride there while you're there and the car ride back and before sleep. So it's something that now people are going to be a lot more cognizant of. People are probably going to end up sharing less. And as a result, you know, you might save some money in there. It's not the reason we want to do it, but it is sort of a small benefit to think about. Now, as far as this virus goes, you know, and, and we can be a little bit funny with the ideas we're talking about, but uh, COVID-19 specifically attacks through cell receptors mainly found in the respiratory system. So although, you know, not sharing your pipes is a little stingy and it can sometimes be a little bit of a faux pas, right now it is truly the core essence of what we're trying to avoid. There's a receptor on cells mainly found in your respiratory system called the ACE2 receptor for short. And receptors are sort of a doorway. It's how outside things communicate with the inside of the cell. So these receptors, these kind of uh, doorways or you know windows into the cell are there and you have this spiky kind of mace ball, which is the virus. You may have seen pictures of it online. Some of them are like colored up. So I feel like sometimes they make it look red just to make you react like, oh God, it's coming at me like bloody hell. But uh, it's a spike protein. You know, it's, it's sort of like a little disco ball with these spikes coming out of it. And those spike proteins, those S proteins on the outside, they are trying to communicate with the cell, get the information from the virus in the cell so that the cell can become like a sort of factory for the virus. It can start creating duplicates of it and spreading it to other cells in the body. So it just really trying to, of course, work that opportunity through the ACE2 receptor. And if you share saliva with a, on a pipe or the edge of a vape, you know, it's like kissing that other person pretty much. You're just taking their biological material and you're putting it right into your body, most likely right into your lungs. So it's going to be a hyper effective way to expose yourself to the virus. 
And there's not going to be a whole lot of way you'll know it because, you know, the time it takes to pass something around the room, I mean, a minute at best, you know, maybe two minutes to get around to a couple people. And that could just be spreading that disease just as quickly right into your lungs. So I would hope that you really do at least number two, give a little extra attention to. It's probably the only actionable step uh, is just to avoid spreading that by sharing things means, you know, it's uh, for our own benefit more than anything. We can close the door on that a little bit and go to number three. Uh, and this adds to that base of information. Uh, a lot of people out there over either days, weeks, or years of smoking have realized in the same idea of pros and cons, you know, there's a lot of benefit to use of marijuana. Now, if you're a smoker or a vapor of it, you know that there's also a direct con to it. You know, using marijuana is often going to be absorbed through the lungs. Most of us out there probably started rolling or bowling. You know, now we might be dabbing or vaping on top of that, but it's a very common way to ingest marijuana is to breathe it in. And when you smoke cannabis, when you smoke marijuana, if you vape your weed, it taxes the lungs. Uh, I like to think of it sort of like driving a car. doesn't matter what car you have. The more you drive it, the more repair it needs, right? The more it breaks down. A car doesn't preserve itself by driving it. Although, you know, sometimes if you don't drive it for a while, the battery dies. But when you're driving a car a lot, your, your brakes are wear, your tires are wear, you'll need more fluids. You know, it's general wear and tear on the vehicle. Our lungs, you can think of similarly. Although we use our lungs every day to breathe, if I start going over potholes and speed bumps, you know, quote unquote, with my lungs by smoking something, I'm creating more wear and tear. And that means I'm also creating more of a opportunity for damage or injury. You know, something might go wrong a little easier as the wear and tear increases. So if we're as marijuana users out there in various states of health of our lungs because of our usage and our habits and the way we like to do things, depending on how long you hold it in or how hot you dab will all affect that. It means that we're at a higher level of risk for things to be able to come into our lungs and adjust their function. You know, if there's an invader trying to get into a cell, if that doorway has a worn knob, it's a lot easier to break into. As we start to think about exposure and susceptibility and are we at risk, you know, it's worth considering, of course, with other things like age and general health and diet and all the other things in the circle of life that you have to consider with health. Do think about your lungs and how often you smoke and how you like to smoke, and is it really hot? Do I cough a lot? These are all going to be very, very important factors to consider, especially now that we have such a respiratory-focused issue. Now, I'm not here to scare you. you know, I don't want to trigger anybody anxiety-wise. I think you can maintain a pretty active level of safety, just not passing things around and sharing them. But the main idea is to really responsibly at least understand and accept that the behavior that you might be repeating constantly does create a a conclusion to it. You know, there is an overreaching thing happening, which is, you know, potentially damage to the lungs or a reduction in function of the lungs. And although those all seem like heavy terms, it's not really the case. Uh, uh, funny enough, a lot of people who use marijuana will often have a larger lung capacity than people who don't. And that's because from using marijuana for so long, uh, we've been sort of stretching our lungs, right? If you used to be a person back in the day rolling bowling, you'd hold it in for a really long time. And that would sort of, uh, in your mind, increase the amount of sensation. You know, I'll oh, hold it until you can't hold it anymore. Is something that I was told real early on when I started consuming. Um, you shouldn't do that, by the way. It's just on a completely different tangent. Don't hold it in. Your body can absorb it all as quickly as you normally breathe. You don't have to sit there getting red in the face and lightheaded from not breathing. But as a result, 
we actually have what they call like a, a larger VO2 max. Your lung capacity has stretched and increased. So technically, a lot of marijuana users out there can hold more air in their lungs than a normal person can, or they might have been able to if they didn't smoke. You know, by using marijuana and kind of holding it, uh, we've been able to increase the capacity. But that doesn't necessarily mean we increase the health. That's just, you know, getting bigger. A bigger vehicle isn't necessarily a better vehicle. It's just bigger. You know, we're just talking about storage there. Um, so although our lungs might be big and quote unquote strong in the way they can hold air, it doesn't necessarily mean that their ability to absorb air or protect you against pathogens or other things that are going to try to harm you through your lungs. It doesn't have any bearing on that part of the functionality just because you're holding your breath and doing exercises. Uh, those are two completely different areas of function and they should be considered separate. You know, let's not, not start mixing things around just because they happen in the same place. If you're out there and thinking, well, what about vaping versus smoking then? Because is, is one going to be better than the other, knowing that we're creating a little bit of uh, wear and tear? And just like it normally is, you know, vaping is a lot less irritating than smoking on the lungs. Smoking, just like grilling food, when you use fire, you're getting every temperature, you're getting all this thermal heat and all these dynamic things happening to the item being burned. You know, if it's a, it's, if it's a burger or a vegetable, you're getting some things are turning into carbon. You're going to get like, you know, the, the flame will turn into smoke and you're going to inhale some of that, you know, actual particle matter into your lungs and you might get some phlegm production or you might cough from the irritability. You know, it's going to change a lot of the chemistry of what's going on. In a lot of areas when we're talking about weed, it destroys the plant. You know, they usually say 50 to 70% of whatever you burn is literally just turning into a non-usable object. But even getting that other percentile, the small 30 to 50%, is still enough to give us a great effect. But it is also enough to create a little bit of a background wear and tear in our lungs. So just something to keep in mind. If you end up doing more vaping than smoking right now, it may be to your benefit. Now, we just got away from this like long six to eight month vaping crisis that was out there. Them talking about things coming out of the, uh, the black market with THC. And with nicotine vapes, and you know, there's a huge, huge sort of thing that just happened over last year leading up to this year, which nobody's talking about right now, funny enough. In the heart of hearts on basic scientific level, vaping does create less wear and tear on the lungs than smoking does, just from an idea of not having as much carcinogenic production from the flame as with vaping, where you just have vapor production without the carcinogenic match of effects. So something to keep in mind is that vaping is definitely going to help you out a little bit better than smoking. At the end of the day though, it's worth just considering yourself if you use your lungs for more than just breathing, then they're gonna be in a state where they're a little more susceptible to damage or attack. So as a result, just make sure you wear your masks, that you're not sharing your items, and that you're just you know keeping the rest of your health in mind. Because you know we would wanna make sure you can keep seeing every 420 from here to infinity. And that of course brings us to number four, which knowing 420's around the corner is another great positive to keep in mind, which is thankfully, although a lot of businesses have been shuttered, you know, we always hear about how badly airlines are doing and how well grocery stores are doing per se. Uh, marijuana businesses, you know, cannabis dispensaries are considered essential. Now I can at least say in my state of PA, you know, we only have medical right now, so it's considered part of the medical sort of supply chain and anything medical is considered essential. So thankfully we got no issues in PA being able to go out and get our cannabis responsibly for our adult use uh, and otherwise. In any other state you're out there, I hope you are also able to legally 
procure your cannabis responsibly. You know, we nobody would want to have to run into any legal oversight right now. But for anyone out there, I would hope that you're able to just continue responsible consumption and minimize the risks to yourself. You know, it's to nobody's benefit that you get sick or that anything bad happens to you. I am the last person who wants you to go through something that's going to be that harrowing, that damaging to yourself. Uh, It's just not worth it. It's better to be able to wake up tomorrow with your health, consume as you like in a responsible fashion, and, you know, get to bed to get some good rest for the next day. There's no reason to take these abnormal risks. You know, we'll we'll survive it all and we'll see what kind of world we have left over. Uh, Hopefully one with a heck of a lot more marijuana in it. But I'll leave you all with that, and I thank you for joining me today. Uh, This is bringing back the cannabis question after a nine-month sort of sabbatical through some of the harder parts of last year. And although we are returning at a tumultuous time, you know, I'm here to sort of help guide continually through this world of marijuana as we hopefully see it turn into not only more medical access, but hopefully full adult access in the country. You know, one day, hopefully sooner than later, we hope to see full legalization. And until that point, I'll be here for you. Even after that point, I'll be here for you to keep giving you the best information available about marijuana and anything related to the world of cannabis. So I thank you once again for joining me today. I hope you're able to go out there if and when you need and stay safe, consume responsibly, and stay happy, healthy, and medicated. Have a good one.